0: And welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to welcome to the show my friend and physician leader, Dr. Tola Lopi Dr. Ola also known as Dr. O, as she's fondly called by her patients, is the founder and CEO of Living Spring Family Medical Center in Mansfield, Texas, a health hub where people are helped to live long and well. She is a life enthusiast, a Christian, a mum and a wife who enjoys good cuisine and can't get enough of the colours teal and orange, as evidenced by her beautiful top that she's wearing (laughs) there. Dr Ola Binton is passionate about improving the quality and quantity of life of everyone she serves. Dr Ola Binton also wears other hats. She's a speaker, a mentor and a writer. Other hobbies include hosting, dancing, and interior decor. You can find her on various social media platforms, um, probably most often uh, as Living Spring Medicals on Facebook and Dr. Ola Bintan on Instagram, and I'll put those links in the, in the show notes. What an incredible mission, and I think it's fair to say that Dr. Ola Bintan is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Tolu Lopi Ola Bintan. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tolu. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show's audience.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Adam, for having me here. I am honoured and delighted.
0: <laughs> I just can't stop smiling when I when I look at you, but we, we like that, aren't we when, we, when we work together. I love it. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot to me. So in your own words, Dr. Tolu, please, would you tell the audience a bit more about yourself, including what your current work roles are and what leadership positions you currently hold or have held in the past, please?
1: All right. So um, as you introduced, I am the CEO, founder of Living Spring Family Medical Center. Um, I see myself as currently serving as the leader there um, and as the mentor to my team. Um, as far as positions I've held before, I was chief resident in residency many moons ago. Um, I also serve as a board member on different um platforms, um, Esperanza Health in Philadelphia. I also serve on the board of the Texas um, Hospital Liaison Group here in Mansfield, Texas. Um, I also mentor a group of young women uh, in a Christian setting. Um, I also mentor teenagers um, uh, also in a Christian setting. So I do kind of play a leadership role in different different areas. Uh, and currently, the one that's in most of my time, honestly, is the clinic yeah. uh, here in Mansfield, Texas. We have a team of about uh, fourteen staff members, mm-hmm. so it's uh, as you can imagine, it's pretty busy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what a, um, a variety of leadership roles you you hold—both uh, medical, clinical, non-clinical, mm-hmm. non-medical—you know, kind of in the community, church-related. Um, absolutely fantastic. So some really broad experience in in different arenas that you can uh, you can share with us so thank you thanks for telling us all about that so how would you um term your personal leadership style and you know it doesn't have to be according to like you know the formal categories but what's what's your approach you know in, in leadership
1: I'll be honest with you you know I'm familiar with the four types um and I I don't, I'm not sure I can say I fit into one, but I'll say my mm-hmm. model, the ones that I, I the one I tend to try to follow is, is what I will call servant leadership. Mm-hmm. So by that, I mean, I, I exemplify what I want to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and in that, you know, it's it's not I'm the authority or I can't do that. You do that. It's more. Mm-hmm. Well, I serve however I'm needed. I am the leader, but I can still serve in this capacity similar to what you're doing if I need to.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know if that makes sense. So um, a lot of times I tell my team members, I say, you know, there's nothing that you should be too big to do or too important to do, because I've I've served as that example to you. Um, When you guys have been busy, needed help up front, I've come up front to help, even when it was not my own practice. So I've done that through Um, through working with other people because I want to exemplify what I want to see so if I expect you to be patient with patients I have to be patient with you Um, if I expect you to go a little bit over and beyond when it comes to extending grace to a difficult patient not saying take abuse because there's a balance between that um, but still make excuses for them I exemplify that to you okay so so that way you know, you, you can't call me out on not practicing what I preach. Now, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I admit to mistakes, but there's a down-to-ethnic approach that I take with leadership, okay? Yeah. I exemplify yeah. what I want to yeah. see. Um, yeah. Because in the yeah. end, I want you to grow as a person having worked with me. You know, my, yeah. my, my, my mantra is, um, you know, I want you by virtue of having worked with me, alongside with me, am my practice not my practice, that you're a better version of yourself because of the interaction we've had. So that's, it's almost like a life purpose for me. So yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's the best way I could come up as far as terminology, servant leadership.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, no. I love that. Absolutely. Um, you know, you 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 lead by example. Um, you are uh, you know, you're not you're above kind of rolling your sleeves up and getting your hands dirty and uh, getting onto the, the shop floor. Um and that, you know, lots and lots of um of staff respect that don't they I think they respect that kind of leadership so so much um so yeah no I I, absolutely wonderful um I really appreciate that so thank you for sharing that so can you I mean you've multiple leadership roles um and at different stages and you know you're you're chief resident and uh, I think I don't want to um pick on any particular roles um Mm -hmm. but there are there are quite a few but be interesting to know how you kind of became chief resident and maybe how you became CEO of your own organization if you don't mind sharing
1: those ah, you know, journeys. You know, it's, it's so interesting as far as chief residency um I I enjoy teaching mm-hmm. like it's almost like oh guess what I know you know I can teach you so you don't have to wait till I did to learn what you should have learned earlier, you know, that kind of thing. So there was a passion about teaching, teaching patients. Um, and I I I think part of one of my strengths is being relatable. You know, yeah. uh, I'm able to meet people where they are and kind of bring them, kind of help bring them up to where they should be in, in a sense yeah. or get better, whatever, whatever. And so yeah. um, during residency, you know, I, I guess that was something that they noticed and, and they asked if I would be chief. And I said, well, uh, I'm sure, but ask, I of course asked the group, do they want me to be chief? Um, and you know, it was unanimous I was chief and I was like, Oh my God, I cried. I was like, Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> Peace then. Okay. Um, and, um, I was challenged by the position. Um, you know, one of the things I learned during, um, that though, was sometimes in, in leadership, you will, you, you will hurt feelings. You were hurt feelings. Um, I learned one of the toughest things, one of, one of my life's toughest lessons in, in, in residency. I had a very good friend. Um, and what I had to do also was make the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. I had to make the schedule of how many calls you'd have. And of course, when was the best time to be on call? On Thursday, right? So you'd be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, everyone covered at that spot. But what I did different that year was I would count to make sure everyone got equal amounts of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because Saturday was the worst call because you essentially yeah, worked yeah. the whole time. And so uh, I had a friend and it was, you know, towards the end of residency and, you know, the last month, that's the month before you graduate and you're out. So you're like, whatever. And nobody typically wants to do that. And so when we had done the, uh, the, the numbers, it was my very good friend who had the lowest and so uh-huh. he would have to be the one on call that month.
0: Mm. And
1: he was he was upset. The previous years, they've done it by casting lots, you know, right. to see who would. And I thought that was unfair. I'm like, what yeah. if the person was always stuck? So I said, no, it should be everyone. And then he got really upset. And then I showed him the tally. I had the most um, Sundays. I had the most Saturdays. And I had the mm. least Thursdays. So I tried to show him, like, look, you see this? He's like, yeah that's your problem if you want to screw yourself that's that's on you but mm. um it's not my fault but I told him you know you know stepping out of the friendship role like as like you know in all fairness to the yeah. team it cost me my friendship but I've learned wow. that you, know, you have to you know as a leader sometimes you have to make tough decisions that benefits the whole group not just you Um yeah. and so I you know I, I you know, we're very good friends but I, I lost I lost that friendship for that no regrets though. But it was a lesson early in life that, like, you know, uh, principle, you know, living by principle, yeah. living by integrity is very, very important. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it will cost you and that's what it is,
0: what it is. Wow. Gosh, that's, uh, it's quite a story. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, uh, hugely more of a reflection on on him and uh the value of the friendship than than it was on you i mean you as you said were leading by integrity you were taking the hit you had the the most on calls but uh wow for it to come down to that thank you thanks for sharing that uh yeah what a what a lesson um but yeah again you know like as you as you described before leading by example you know it's like well um you know i'm i'm happy to take the hit uh, and i've taken the lions share of the hit so you have to be willing to take some hits albeit less less yeah. or so than yeah 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 thank you um that's a good uh, very good lesson there um and yeah t- tell us um a bit about how you became ceo of your own your own clinic then that's exciting
1: all right so i i know it sounds it sounds you know it's, you know being a being a chief resident it would automatically translate to leadership roles everywhere I, i'll be honest with you after residency i was good i did not want any being a doctor was just enough i could leave yeah. with my patients teach them what to do that was good yeah. i did not i didn't i didn't think I, I didn't think earlier on that i would open a practice but there were certain clues that were starting to point to that this was something i would do and i tried to evade them i always thought Maybe you know how you're in your 20s. You see maybe I'm in my 40s, and then when you're 30s, you see maybe when you're 50s, and then when you're 40s, you think maybe you're 60s. So <laughs> I when it when it dawned on me that that's something that I was called to do either because there was a passion that I had just taking care of people, and sometimes I felt a little restrained where I worked, how I expressed that, you know, I'm um, either there were time constraints, so I had to see this many, uh, you know, patients this many mm. times, or oh, we don't do that here. We just take care of you know, you know, this, we don't address the emotional side, we refer them out to just 10 different people, but I'll try to address them, but I wasn't allowed the time. It, 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 I knew that there was something more that I could, I could offer. Mm. Um, But the burden of responsibility was something that scared me. um, And I did not want to do it. However, COVID happened. I lost a few friends. I had, I won't say I had a lot more time to reflect, but I was forced to do what I call inflection. Where I had to reflect inward and say, "Okay, what am I called to do? Um, I might as well do it. I might as well do it now, because Mm -hmm. I don't know how much time I'm guaranteed." Yeah. So COVID was a big eye opener. You know, people who had done what they were supposed to do had left, had you know, died or passed or whatever, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what am I afraid of?" Like, I, I need to live up my calling. And i had had this nudge in my heart for a long time. And I will be honest with you, was listening to um, one, there are two things. There was one, there was a Bible verse. It was David in Psalms. He says, when I'm afraid, I'll trust you. I think it's Psalm 58. When I'm afraid, I'll trust you. So here's David, who's known to slay the Goli- Goliath, but he's saying, I'm afraid and I'll trust you. I'm like, oh, so you don't need to not be afraid to do what you're supposed to do. So ding, ding, ding. That was light bulb moment number one. And number two, I had a friend who introduced me to Entry MD, Dr. Una's um, um, group. Uh, I believe you had her on, her, on your show. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, do it afraid. And I was like, like, that was just reemphasizing what had just come to me as an epiphany, or if you call it. And yeah. I said, oh my goodness, I can do it scared. So I don't need to be in a state of zen. Like I am so calm right now. I can take on the world. No, I can be scared and do it. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment that that nudge, that heaviness in my heart, that like feeling that I couldn't quite reason out, there was a calm. There was like, oh, that's what that was. Now, of course, there were new trepidations and new, <laughs> cool, you know. But yeah. in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, that that's it. That's yeah. it. You know, and I want to say this real quick. You don't have to always know what you're supposed to do in its specificity at mm-hmm. an early point in time. I'm almost 40. And it took after thirteen years of of, of medical school, residency to come to this conclusion. Some people find that out when they're sixty. It's okay, mm-hmm. that's late. Some people started right after residency, opened their practice. I don't know how the heck they did that, and who would think of doing that, you know? But they yeah. did. But I waited, and even some people who know me not, who knew me then are shocked that I have a practice because they knew I was like, oh no, that's not for me. Business, no, no, no. I'm I'm good where I'm at. So you yeah. know. You know, I came to this conclusion in the heat of of, of the pandemic. And that was my timing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes there's a, oh my god, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I adding value? You know, start where you are. I have seen that all the experiences I've had, the bad, the good, the ones where I'm like, Lord, like, what the heck am I doing here? Like, why, why am I being treated like this? It all makes sense now because mm-hmm. I can deal with a difficult patient. I can deal with a patient who doesn't like me because of my skin color, I can deal with a patient. Like I've been through a lot that where I'm at, I feel better equipped. If I started early, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, you know, I just want to throw that real quick. Like it's, it's okay not to know in specificity what to, what to do, but um, and that, and, and before you know it, I said, we'll do it. And it was I joined the interview business school. I, I zoned in on a community, you know, of like-minded people. I started to try to up-level my mindset because I realized mm. that it was a couple of mindsets, um, mindset hacks, I would say, that have yeah. gone into accepting the challenge of living out what I'm supposed to do, right? Yeah. So I realized that, oh my goodness, I got to put more invest in, investment into my, my thought process, into my mindsets. And and here we are. You know, yeah. uh, living Spring has been open since um, July of 2021. And we're here. We're
0: here. Congratulations. And I mean, obviously I was uh, was your classmate, I think, when when you were when you were opening. Um mm-hmm. it's very exciting times. And uh yeah, I mean, um as as yeah, I was referring to Dr. Una, but as she says, you know, you're exactly where you're meant to be at, at that time, aren't you? Um and uh, you know, I I'm forty I'm 46, I'm 47 in July, and I've only this since January kind of set up my website having dithered and prevaricated for a couple of years, you know, and, and just, you know, got round to launching the, the podcast, having uh, had the idea about it almost three years ago um, because of, because of fear, but uh, better late than never, isn't it? It's better late than ever. Mm. Um, and you're right. The pandemic kind of made us look at things through a different lens Um it's like yeah who who would have thought that was going to happen uh that was unpredictable life could uh you know be unpredictably short shortened so you just got to do it huh grasp yeah. the nettle yeah seize the day awesome thank you great lessons there um all right so um were there any any doctors senior to you female or male that kind of uh helped you lift, lifted you as as they rose or
1: um Oh yes, definitely. Um, not mm-hmm. so specifically to doctors. I was started uh-huh. with um, Dr. Duncan. Um, she was uh, uh, a family medicine physician during residency that introduced me to the world of family medicine. Uh-huh. I saw her see a patient in their eighties. the The man's wife, his kids, grandkids, and was about to see their the grand the great grandchild. Mm-hmm. She was their doctor, and I was so mm-hmm. amazed. Like, oh my goodness, you can impact the whole family. So I want to give her a shout out because she she really inspired me. She loved what she did. And, um, Mm. you know, I I saw that as something that I could possibly um, do as well. Um, I had a physician, uh, Dr. Harvey Smith, when I did my surgical OB fellowship in Memphis, she was she was a tough trainer. But there was something she said to me because I remember going to her saying, you know, you know, like I felt like she she hated me because she was it's particularly tough on me. And she said, oh my goodness, no, um, I see so much potential in you and I'm trying to bring it out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. But honestly, I was like, oh my God, this woman hates me. Like she <laughs> like, what? And she was like, no, I see so much potential in you. I could, you know, so she wanted to bring it out. And, you know, I don't want to go into detail of some of the things she would have mm. me do on the whole operating table as far as speed and accuracy. And, mm. you know, um, but I look back and I'm like, I'm thankful for what what she did and how she inspired me and her, her, her mm. style. I think I needed mm. it for that phase in my life.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and of course I have to give out a shout out to Dr. Una. Um, mm. She she has been a tremendous blessing to me and she inspires me not just by, you know, in the school, but just the life she lives out. You, you know, the example, you know, yeah. um, she's a living example of what she she preaches. So yeah. um, definitely, yeah. Dr. Una, yes.
0: Yeah. Excellent, thank you, thank you. And well, similarly, yourself, but you know, you've been leading by example and and living the way uh, you know you you want others to kind of follow that example. Uh, for a long time, it sounds like many, many, many years before you joined the business school. So it's. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not, let's not credit all of these, uh, external, <laughs> external mentors. A lot of, a lot, you had a lot of amazing leadership traits way before that. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't I don't want to go down any kind of like, uh, dark, dark rabbit holes, but, um, you know, the, 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 contrast in this show is that obviously, uh, my, my guests had challenges and, and hopefully our, um, our listeners can learn from, the challenges that the guests have had and how they've navigated them um so are there any kind of particular challenges on your leadership journey that you've uh that you face that you know quite um quite prominent that you don't mind talking about that you can describe how you uh, coped with and moved past them
1: oh yes um I mean challenges one in in how I saw myself you know Um, You know, it's so interesting. It's based on that premise that I now, you know, when I'm celebrating people's birthdays, I tell them what they mean to me and how much of a blessing they are. Hmm. So they know the value that they add in real time.
0: Yeah.
1: Because a lot of times the bare ground is when people are told how awesome and how, much they impacted them when they're gone and then you're given a eulogy, whatever the phrase is called. I'm sorry. You know, but, you know, but if people really had an idea, the impact that they make because people told them, I think the world would be a much better place. You know, Mm. I've, I, I struggled personally with how I saw myself, you know, my background and coming here, you know, um, and being told certain things I wasn't used to growing up, you know, you know, you know, my skin color or you know, uh, being American African scent or or whatever, you know, and it 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 shook me because I grew up in a in a loving home, you know, I, I felt I could take on the world. It didn't matter the fact that we grew up relatively, you know, poor to, um, you know. Uh, not too poor, <laughs> uh, but we did, we did, we were okay. We're happy. Uh, and so coming to hear people say things that were very much unlike what I've been told was a big, big struggle. And then there was the accent and, you know, it was obvious I was foreign and, 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 and different things. So it, it, I didn't realize how much of that had affected me till I went, um, I started, um, I became an attendant, I think. Um, and you know, I think someone had not wanted to see me because they saw you know that I wasn't, uh, I was my color, I guess, and and um, and, and that that hurt. I'll be honest mm. with you. And you know, someone's made a comment, and I just ignored, and I just said, you know what, that's okay. And I remember my nurse came to me and said, "How do you? How do you still thrive? Or how do you still?" Do what you're doing, even with how you're treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her that sometimes I go to the bathroom downstairs and I self-talk. I look mm-hmm. myself in the mirror. I remind myself uh, what God says about me. Mm. You know, So I stand there and psych myself up. And then I have people that I can call mm-hmm. and tell them I'm having a rough day. And he would tell them, oh, my gosh, come on, remember who you are, whose you are, you're awesome. So mm. I'll go do that and then come back upstairs, and, mm. and then one of the things you know, you know, my name too, it means to God be the glory. So when someone calls me something else, the derogatory, I'm like, I don't know who they're talking about because that's not mm. who I was named. So that's how I explained it to her. So that was one yeah. of the things I had to, um, you know, I thought I was doing a good job, but you know, I, I some, you know, a repeat happened with opening mm. my practice. Um, mm. I guess the person hadn't looked at the website. Um, and then walked in to see me, and didn't expect the old Benton they saw, and and so, so it brought me back. Um, but one of the things I was able to do was voice that in the group that I was able to. It was a group of women. It was the entry M D class. I'll be honest with you, and I told them that this is something I was struggling with, hmm. and the support that came yeah. through, and even one-on-one encouragement from doctor. It was. It was amazing. And so one of the things that I've learned to not do is in a safe place, I should share my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not everywhere you can, but you got to find that space where you can really be real with what is what those what, I'm calling them demons, what they mm-hmm. are. Someone can help you break through them. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep them in. We think and we don't understand that those are limiting beliefs. Limiting yeah. beliefs. So really addressing your limiting beliefs is key. Mm. So those were challenges, you know, yeah. um, you know, those, the, the mental part was, was big. Um, and then of course, you know, in the middle of a pandemic trying to open a practice, I mean, who does that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who does that? Um, um, it was in that I learned the power of coaching. I used to think coaching was fruitful. for fruit. that. Just, you know, you could coach. Yeah. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. You're a coach. Yeah. We're coaches. Yeah. You coach, you know, it, it just seemed like a <laughs> lingo. Um, but you can learn from people who have gone ahead of you um, so that you don't have to, you kind of get a fast track on that, right? You don't have Mm -hmm. to learn the hard way through each phase of life. You can learn from people who have gone ahead of you, who've mastered, you know, ahead of you and who exemplify that, right? You see them, you see what they've done. And so follow them. Yeah. Follow them, be their group, see what they're doing, learn of them, don't just, oh, yeah, they think they're all that. No, man, there's something about this person. That's what led me to somebody that I saw their growth. I said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to follow, not mm. click, click. No, I'm yeah. going to follow them. I see something. They're, they're emerging. I want to see what they're doing and push yeah. myself further, past my, my comfort zone. So um, I, I think I answered your question.
0: Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Plenty. Okay. Plenty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you had you had challenges. Uh, sounds like quite a lot of racial discrimination um, from patients. Um, and so you you were were you born overseas and then moved to, to yeah, the I'm US? Major, well, yeah. yeah.
1: How old I were you 15. when
0: you moved? I
1: was 15.
0: 15. Right. OK. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, you know, obviously were your. Oh, were you demons i i in a way but the the way you've described how you coped with them move move past them or i mean as much as we can these things keep you know do come up again don't they and we just have to kind of reinforce um the the things that we do um but i've written i've uh, done a few things here so the uh the self the self-talk you know kind of like telling yourself you know on your own in a private place telling yourself that this you know this is uh you know you don't need to be affected by this kind of thing um having a, a a good strong support network of family and friends who will just say what's that what you know why are you listening to that one person like we all know you're absolutely uh, incredible like that's just rubbish just ignore that um reminding yourself who you are and i like that you know the meaning of your name you know who who's this person they're talking about saying you're you're rubbish, or you know, I don't want to see you just because the your name or your accent or the color of your skin. No, I am. That's I don't recognise that person that you're talking about. I love that um, dealing with limiting beliefs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we 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 all we're all riddled wow. with those, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. Kind of like dealing with that, um, you know, the inner critic that leads to limiting beliefs and and turning. Uh, turning them around turn, reframing them turning them into power beliefs um and uh you know some, some positive psychology stuff confidence and mindset stuff there. and obviously that will ties in with coaching and being coached and uh learning from the the examples of people who've and, and not I, I like that you know not being it's very easy isn't it to be envious or or jealous of people who who look like they're doing really well but you're you're like the opposite you're like they're doing really well you know. I want to be, I, I want to learn how to do what they're doing and kind of thrive like, like they are. Um, and that's positive.
1: And even when a temptation comes to be jealous, you, you step back a little bit,
0: Yeah.
1: work on that belief and then dive yeah. back in.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I've struggled with that too. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I have, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm enjoying hearing you say that because, you know, I, uh, work with clients, you know, in the workplace bullying arena who, um, are you know are bullied by people who have uh role modeled on badly bad examples of leadership yeah and it's lovely to hear you kind of like talk about role modeling in a really positive way like that so thank you that's a good good reminder to me and uh, a good a good lesson for everyone i think um fantastic so well in addition to that excellent advice around how to navigate through those challenges that you've that you've described do you have any other advice for our listeners on? how to become strong and kind leaders because I, I very much see you as a as a strong kind person and and leader um so how might people become like you
1: <laughs> hmm. um I, i'll say I, i'll say the biggest thing and i've said this quite a few times before is to is, is to is to mind your surround sound I think there's one thing i can say like what are things that speaking to your life what are things that influence how you think of um, you know, you've got to guard that space, your mental space, like your, your space of influence, like where, like how you're influenced, because they, they mm-hmm. can affect your outlook and outcome in life. Um, so, I, you know, in, in different phases of my life, I've had to tune out some noises, tune out some people, tune out some comments, tune out some oh critics. They're not mm-hmm. constructive, so that I can really focus on what I'm supposed to do for that time, for that season. Mm-hmm. I'll give an example. When I was opening uh, working on opening the practice, there were certain people I didn't tell, I couldn't tell. Um, mm-hmm. because I knew that they were balloon poppers.
0: Yeah.
1: into be they just they wouldn't necessarily tell you, oh, well, watch out for this, be careful. It was like, oh, what if worst case scenario? What is so I didn't tell them till it was pretty set. Yeah. And they actually were surprised, like, oh my goodness, I thought we're close. I was like, Yeah. And I told them, I said, I thought for that season you would have discouraged me. So I didn't need to hear from you. Now, of course. You don't want psychopaths. You don't want people who yeah. will just be like, yeah, you're going to jump in that fire. Go ahead. I got you. You can do it. No, <laughs> you, you want people who will tell you the truth, you know, and, and love in a way that it's not like chopping your, your head off right? while trying to remove smudge <laughs> on your chin. You know, uh, So you're, you're, you know, so I, I, I had to consciously, you know. Ignore certain phone calls or texts, as opposed to be on the phone with them. You know, because yeah. I needed to really focus. Like I, need, I had enough challenges with yeah. my yeah. own.
0: <laughs> so yes. I would say that's yeah.
1: very, very important. Your influence, because you, you, you become what you, what you listen to. Honestly, a lot. Like your your yeah. mindset uh, is a product of what you listen to, and so your mindset influences who you, who you are. And so it's a chain yeah. reaction. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta watch it from the, from the, from the bottom. There's certain things I won't watch. There's certain things I won't listen to. Uh, there's certain conversations mm. I wouldn't entertain for too long. And I won't be rude, yeah. i just change it to something more constructive
0: and just yeah. move mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Yeah. So uh tuning, tuning out that background noise. Mm-hmm. Um and just being being kind of hyper focused, um, and not listening to that, uh, the naysayers and and uh yeah, being selective with contact with with those sorts of people. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, they say we're a, we're a function of the five people that we're closest to or something like that, isn't it? Um, you yeah, know, kind of a, a, melange of, of those people, but, uh, the, even people on the fringe can have an influence on the way we feel, can't they sometimes quite deeply. So, um, that's really, that's, that's great advice. Um, kept you on that kind of strong and, and, and as you say the, the kindness aspect of it is yeah you don't just want people who are I mean you know you want people in your corner you want people who've got your back and they're cheering you on but as you say not to the point of sick of fancy and um, uh, you, you need them to be constructively critical with kindness and love yeah yeah they're, I agree that's uh, exactly the kind of people you want to be surrounding yourself with so thank you yeah. So have you, have you kept anything in reserve? Do you have any take-home take messages on, uh, on leadership for our listeners?
1: Um, I, I would say this. Be, be true to, to who you are and own your, your gift. When I was going to look for the slogan or the catchphrase for Lewis Spring Family Medical Center, all that came to me was the, were the words care, comma, sincerely, exclamation point. Now it seemed silly. Seemed uh, like fruitful, like uh care sincerely. I wanted something like where you come and you get a dynamic, state-of-the-art type medical care, like something, you know, like uh, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Something yeah. really, really fancy. But that's <laughs> all I got. Care. Sincerely, I ran it by people who I knew cared about me, and they thought it was a little cheesy too. But I, I couldn't shake the nudge that, you know what, that that's what I'm about just. Letting people know they're cared for it doesn't mean I have all the answers. It just means, and I've seen it over and over again, that when people feel they're cared for, they do better. Even if the outcome is, is terminal, they yeah. do better even through that because they feel sincerely cared for. And I know yeah. that's a gift I have. So I hope I, I held to it. And now, you know, it's the resonating theme at the clinic. They feel cared for. They feel like she cares. They feel that the team member cares. So it, it wouldn't make sense sometimes. You yeah. know, as long as it's it's goodly, it 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 adds value to other people in addition to yourself, run with it. You know, yeah. you just need to find the people who would embrace that vision with you. Sometimes that's the difficult part, but you know, if, yeah. you, if it's what you're meant to do, it it'll happen. It'll happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So there's that that um that that phrase, very simple, pithy, concise phrase, but it says it all. And the, the most the most important thing about that phrase, regardless of the words and regardless of people saying it sounded cheesy or whatever, which I don't think it does, is that it's authentic. It's authentic, it's genuine. That That's is, it. Yeah. It you and you know, it sounds like that is you kind of living through your values in, in that phrase. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it thank you thank you um great okay so what are you currently excited um to be working on that you'd like to share with our listeners what's going on Uh, dr tolu
1: um so right now we're we're, we're getting pretty busy so i'm working on balance (laughs) okay
0: okay so working on yourself so sort of personal working, development yeah.
1: yeah, I'm working yeah. on balance and and yeah. and leveraging and and delegating and yeah. you know um, yes. good stuff. um boundaries.
0: Yes. yeah boundaries yeah
1: that, yeah that's that's where I'm at all that working good stuff
0: bonds. yeah yeah, <laughs> yes, i mean, as you say, you do have lots of um lots of hats um Cause you also have a, you have a show, you have a, a Facebook, Facebook live show as well, don't you? And, um, mm-hmm. is any, anything, anything else happening kind of like non, uh, non-medical, like out, outside of your practice?
1: Um, yes. Like I said, I, I do, I do do, um, some mentoring, uh, of young, young women. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that is big. You know, I yeah. like people to learn from my mistakes. Oh my goodness. You Know mm. that's a big passion project for me. Um, yeah. so that's that's on the side too. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah, I'll say those are, but I'd be yeah. honest with you, it's taken a lot of my time, so
0: yeah, it's enough. Yeah, yeah, you're giving enough. Um, brilliant. So, I, I mentioned in the um intro that uh, you're on um, Facebook as, as Living Street Medicals and Dr. Ola Binton on Instagram, and I'll put those. And other handles that you have into the show notes but any any other ways that listeners could could reach out to you email or, or how how do you prefer to be yeah.
1: Email contacted? to me hello at living spring medicals with an s.com
0: yeah aha yeah. cool hello at living spring medicals dot, dot com. brilliant um and well i think do you have any closing words that you'd like to share with with the listeners
1: this has been great, um, Adam. I, I really like what you do. Um, I'm I'm thankful to be on this show. I would say this though that, and any leadership leadership skills can be learned. Yeah, it's not it's not yeah. like you know. So I don't I don't want people to put pressure on themselves like oh well she must be no no it can be mm-hmm. learned. Um, yeah. I I am an example of that. Um, I want to normalize growth. That, you you know, the way, I believe the way God has made us, we can, we can morph, we can, it's amazing who we can become. So whatever it is you feel like you, or you know that you're supposed to be doing, you could grow and learn into that position. So give yourself permission to. You know, yeah. put yourself under the the, the teachings or the, the uh, leadership of people that you want to be like. Or you, mm. not saying be exactly like them, but you've seen them kind of exemplify what it is you think you're supposed to do, and and learn and learn. It yeah. can be learned. Yeah. Leadership skills can be learned.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Thank you, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, one one of my first formal leadership roles, um, and as you know, us, us medics are not taught any leadership skills in medical school or during residency and uh you know I I, I was I was not a bad leader I, said I was not a bad boss like a command and control authoritarian type person but I wasn't a uh, I wasn't particularly accessible or visible and and I learned mm. I learned about that quite quickly and and uh and and definitely worked on myself and thankfully I had a a line manager who pointed that out to me in a in a nice way actually um, and you know i wasn't aware that all of the uh all of the staff like the um the secretarial staff and the clerical staff and people like that you know that they just they looked up to the the medical leaders you know and when you kind of came into the into the room it's big open plan office you know you'd be like oh there's oh, dr harrison's here you know i think i had no idea that people kind of like and then i started to sit with them mm-hmm. at, at a hot desks near them and and then like when the the big bosses come in like the CEO and say, there's the CEO. And then you kind of realize, Oh, okay. So how people see you. And it's like, you have to be with them to realize that, you know? Um, So I like you, a a very living example of uh, learning leadership and changing mindset, developing a growth mindset and becoming more emotionally intelligent. And uh, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's great. Thank you so much. So thank you again, um, from the bottom of my heart for coming on on the show, sharing all your wisdom and wonderful advice with us um it's been it's been wonderful um really grateful to you
1: thank you um, thank you for having me on and and I should have you on my show soon of that so we'll talk about that later yes
0: that that'd be lovely <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you everyone for listening and until the next episode in two weeks, I wish you all health, happiness, and inspiring leadership. take care. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach, so please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website www.dradamharrison.com That's wwwd for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now on Alternate Wednesdays for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders.